Welcome to another edition of the Power Connector Podcast. I'm Derek Dickow, here as your host in having what I like to call curiosity conversations with people that have achieved various levels of success in business, in life, people that I've become friends with, admire. And my guest today is somebody certainly that fits that bill, president and CEO of Core Advisors, Terry Judge. And uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Derek. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I love the outfit today. Thanks, it man. Kind of matches Had the to spring. step it up. Yeah, you look great. You look great. Terry, I don't recall when we first met, but I know it's been at least 15 years that you and I have shaken hands. And in your previous career as a consultant and advisor, through what you're doing today, take me through some of that and, and help me understand you know, what you do and what's exciting to you as it is today. How far do you want me to go back? All the way? You know, I kind of leave this as an open. So okay. so the open is what's new and exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, for starters, as a young guy, I feel like I've always had that pull for to be an entrepreneur. I've always been thinking like, what do these people do to get this type of result or where they live? I've always been intrigued by that, even as a young person. And um, so I've kind of gravitated towards, you know, sales, marketing, always... Tony Robbins early on, like read those books and it, and I, and my background at that time was mechanical engineering. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going down the wrong path, listening to probably my parents and uh, then kind of realized, okay, I'm going to pivot and I'm going to start learning some of this networking and communication and, and started reading the books, the tapes. And I've been on this, this trail um, for a long, long time, a lot of ups and downs and started multiple businesses. Um, so to, in direct sales, you and I actually met within mm -hmm. a direct sales company. That's and right. and yeah. I think I, I, you know, I, you were, I think for those, that, those, that time frame, you and I both learned, you know, public speaking in, during mm -hmm. those times, mm -hmm. you know, just trying to get up in front of the room. And, um, and that was w wonderful experience in those direct sales type companies. Then I started more traditional businesses. And in 2006, I started core. Never in my wildest dreams ever thoughts um, would I ever be in the tax world. <laughs> this was not what I thought I would ever end up doing. Mm -hmm. um, but I end up loving what I do. And I've been able to meet some of the most cool, innovative, successful people that I've been able to learn a lot from. And and, and so I feel blessed uh, to be in the position I'm in. Um, it's kind of cool to be on the show with you. <laughs> And kind of sharing like where I've been and, and, and now kind of, I guess, hopefully, you know, where I'm going in, in the yeah, future. Yeah, I think one of the things that brought us together is our like, like attracts like. We hear that a lot in business. And I think one of the things that you do is, is you cultivate relationships with people in a very intentional way. And so I'd love to learn a little bit more about through the course of your career, how you prioritize people and how you're able to build relationships with the CEO of a Fortune 500 company and someone that's just starting out uh, at a firm that you're advising. So first and foremost, I mean, as you know, relationships are everything. I think building relationships has become the biggest asset class I could ever be a part of. We always talk about, you know, oh, you got to invest, you're doing this, you're doing that, you, you know, passive income, whatever, trying to accelerate the, the wealth conversation. But building the, and I think people bypass this sometimes, but really the relationship Building relationships has been the number one thing um, that I think has been a good attribute for, for my success. Um, it means everything to me, um, as you know. And 
you know, there's in terms of nothing happens until there's a trust. And I think people bypass that. People rush to the sale. Oh, I got to close this deal. And they get stuck and they get frustrated and they wonder and they wonder what happened or wonder what went wrong because they never took the time to establish the trust first. They never took the time to set the seeds. They never took the time to ask to take somebody out for a cup of coffee and just to get to know them and, and, and learn a little bit more about them. That's what I really learned just to kind of less on me, more on them. How can I help? How can I help them leverage what they're doing? How do I add value, you know, to people's lives? And ultimately it just, it comes back, you know, tenfold. So, and there's all kinds of little things, hopefully, that we'll get into on how to continue to cultivate, you know, those relationships. And I hear you talk about it, too. Like, you know, when you meet somebody, you may not have, you, you know, it may not be where that relationship flourishes. And that's okay. But you never know who they know. And you always want to follow up with them, even if it's just checking in. So, you know, during my weekly, monthly kind of schedule, I'm always putting in my top 10 people that I want to reach out to and consistently be in front of. Whether that's just, hey, I'm just following up to see how you're doing. Love to connect, you know, in the next couple of weeks. And, and people just by setting those seeds, because you never know what's, what I find too is like, I'll run into, it's a small town. We all live, no matter what city you live in, it's a small community that you're building and, you know, you'll run into somebody somewhere and that's really sometimes where the magic ultimately happens. I'll run into somebody at Starbucks. I've been reaching out to them for two months just because I had that little bit of face-to-face or wherever I go. If it's a restaurant or a walk or the store, you bump into people. And it's just because you were in front of them for the last three months, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, my God, Terry, I've been meaning to call you. Let's connect next week. I do have something going on I want to share with you. I have a project going on. I'm about to buy a building or whatever. So just staying in front of somebody has been monumental. And just just making sure that, you know, whether you have a, um, and this is getting into marketing 101, but, you know, make sure you've got some sort of email system that's going out. It doesn't have to be all about what you're selling. It just can be something that you're involved in, that you're, there's a charity event coming up. And we'll talk about that, that, you know, as you build your network, there's so many layers where it's just just getting out and about, um, belonging to the you know plugging into the community, belonging to different social or, or or networks could be a chamber, you know could be something that you're passionate about, and um, things will really start to snowball over time. But it takes time. No one can ex- no one can bypass the process to develop this network. And today, after 25 years of grind, you know you get to a point where if you do it right and you take care of people, the relationships will start to take care of you. And you no longer have to, you know, knock on doors or the business now will start to chase you. And it, it, it is a moment of truth. It is a dynamic um, that I think all entrepreneurs go through. And you're wondering, when does that kick in? So you find yourself now being more selective on who you get to work with. You know, you're, you're, you're not begging anybody anymore to work with. And once you pivot and once you take that step back and you say, wow, I've really developed maybe a decent brand. I mean, we're, we're always trying to get better at the brand. Um, maybe you've developed, you know, a lot of happy clients that just, they, it's so organic and natural where they do share your name and contact information. You got to call Terry, you got to call Derek. And you get to that point where it's just comes in on a consistent basis. So it's, 
it's been an interesting uh, journey, um, you know, but it doesn't happen overnight. You know, they say, what is it, 10,000 hours to master something? Mm, yeah, that's and right. people, you cannot, you cannot bypass the hours that you have to put in to get to somewhere or to, or to be kind of something that, you know, you're striving to, to be. You, you touched on a few things that yeah. I'd like to rephrase and, and, and just uh, bring it back to you. So having brand presence, uh, sh- showing up at the right rooms, sometimes it's just socially being in the right restaurants, grabbing the coffee at the right places. People get familiar with seeing your face and you do that locally here because obviously a lot of your clients are based in this area. So being present I love the idea of having a top 10 list of people that you check in with. How often are you, are you doing that? Is it once weekly. a week? Yeah, weekly. Yeah, so we, just, at once a week, you'll have a top 10 that you want to touch that particular week. And it sounds like you might share an article or you might share some information or you might just say, I've got no agenda. Just call in to say hi. Just in, in recent, yeah, just especially if they're already a client, right? I mean, we get so busy on trying to land the next client. We forget the database. We forget the relationship that you've already spent all this time cultivating and then we're we're off to the next deal and we forget and I'm totally guilty of this I'm trying to be more conscious of just reaching out to people that are already clients and then people that I'm trying to that I want to get to know personally you know I try to eliminate the agenda of what the outcome is I don't get so attached to the outcome you know I I mean I ultimately we'll, we'll talk about like some of these events that you host and what my goals are when I approach that when I go into those rooms, but just in my everyday networking, I always have my top 10 every week. And if I, let's say if I've made a good connection with two of them, you know, I do check it off and say, okay, good. I've got lunch set up next week. Now the other eight that I've not been able to connect with, you know, those take different nurturing tactics and mm-hmm. different things. And some people like to be called. Some people like to be text. Some people, you don't want to be a stalker. You got to, it's, there is an art form on how to follow up and not to start becoming annoying because if you say certain words, sometimes even saying, I'm just calling to follow up, it's an instant, oh, this guy's trying to sell me, right? So there's just, I, I feel like there's different things, different thoughts, different things that you want to say that to, to trigger the relationship or get somebody to respond to you. So, um, but yeah, every, uh, I, every week, my top 10, I try, and then I roll into the next week. And those are either they're, they're, they're my top tasks, my top priorities, my top people that I'm trying to reach and, and close that close that gap. And it, it ultimately it, it, on the, it, it works beautifully at the end of the month because you can track. And a lot of times that turns into transactions and, and business and, and, you know, things that are starting to uh, as, as new clients are coming on board, they wanted like more engagement and they, they want to know a little bit more about our company and how we can help. And next thing you know, we're, we're, we're doing business. So it's a consistent approach. It's a weekly check-in with, with people and then moving them along the marketing lines of how you repurpose and maybe text or send them an article or email drip campaign, all these things that you're doing to stay top of mind with people. I'd love to, if I could further that, that thought that you had, about the difference between contacting people, not being annoying, not bothering them, but also being persistent enough where you demonstrate, I do want to do business with you because I know we can add value to each other. How do you toe the line between being annoying in business, but also persistent? Yeah, I think the ultimate goal is to get in front of somebody. So I, you know, you and I have had many coffee conversations and our relationship I think has accelerated. And then we start doing more things together because of that breakfast. So I am 
really adamant about getting in front of somebody at some point. I don't want to keep texting you, but I do want to say, Derek, what is your schedule in the next two weeks? Want to take you out to coffee. Let's grab a breakfast. You know, obviously you're a breakfast guy. I'm a coffee guy. I'm also a lunch guy and a, and a dinner guy, but those are later in the in the process. I'm, right, let, right. Let's date a little bit yeah. first. Let's get to know each other and see if there's some synergy between us. I want to know what you're what you're working on. Like, what can I help with? What can I add value to you, and vice versa? And I think that is my ultimate goal in my top ten. I want to get in front of somebody. I'm either going to ask you for lunch or a breakfast, and that seems to work very well. Do you have a particular strategy when it comes to selecting if you invite them to breakfast or lunch or a social happy hour cocktail after work? I don't really, the lunch and the breakfast to me is similar. If I have, you know, if there's somebody that I really want to get to know, I think that would be best. I'm not ready to say, hey, let's go play 18 holes yet. You know, we're not there yet, right? If I get, if you and I are meeting for lunch or breakfast, we're going to see if we want to go to dinner or drinks later. If we're excited to maybe start, Mm -hmm. you know, collectively uh, talking about stuff, maybe, you know, whatever we're talking about business. And um, so that's usually how I do it. Usually breakfast or lunch is equal to me. And then the next step would be, Hey, the next couple of weeks, you know, I like to bring somebody out to uh, let's go, let's go meet it, you know, for a drink. I got somebody I want to introduce you to that I think would line up perfectly with what you're doing. I want to bring somebody. It could be like a Tony Conja. I'm throwing his name out there because he's always in the mix. Yeah, he's, he's out there. He's either doing it to me. I've yeah. got to learn that from Tony. Let's, if we're going to meet and there's some synergy, would you be opposed to maybe you invite somebody that would be, you know, that maybe I would want to meet and I'll, I'll bring somebody that, you know, whether we're going to go get a cigar or we're just going to go get, you know, let's go meet at happy hour for a nice glass of wine and we'll chat it out, you know. So first you'll invite them to a breakfast or a coffee or a lunch, something light, something simple and keep the time frame, you know, condensed. I think the reason I like breakfast is it's, it's so quick. It's 45 minutes exactly. to an hour. You're in and out uh, and you can get to high powered people at 630, 7, 7.30 AM before the day starts. I find that the more successful people are, the more that they're uh, willing to give you the early but not the late, because the late is for their passion, their family, their interests. Exactly. But what you're doing, if I'm hearing you correctly, is you'll have that initial breakfast, coffee, or lunch. And then if there's an opportunity to do something further, you might add some value by saying, let's go do something socially. I'll invite somebody. You'll invite somebody. And now we have a cohesion that we can kind of create. The cohesion has been established and it's not going to get weird or maybe you know what i mean like we're not we're jumping the gun here and i'm bringing people to you and you're like dude what I, when I'm, I'm not i don't want to meet your people yet. i don't even know we're, there's no foundation right right so it's all about i think with networking um you have to establish the foundation it's just like certain steps that you have to take to be highly successful at it you know sometimes you can wing it and it'll still work out in your favor but eventually that's not sustainable so as you know as you teach this there is a process on how to build your network consistently. And if you do it correctly, it'll accelerate and it'll multiply faster than you've, you know, going to events and then hosting events. So there's a lot of value, as you say, in in convening and producing events for those that haven't produced an event before, right? I see you have the wind down event, you have the golf outing. These are interests, passions of yours. How would someone go about or what advice would you have for them into creating their own event. Yeah. So number one, it's a lot of work. So put together a board, grab you some of your best friends, some of your best business people. If it's in your company, like I pulled in my director of operations, 
Um, she's really the executor. She's the she's implementing everything as we go. Um, we handpicked, you know, five different people that are all business owners that all have influence, um, and they all they all are number one. We all come together, and each of us have tasks and duties to do. It's not just falling on one or two people. And then we can then we tap into their network, and they all are high influence people. So each of everybody invites, you know, twenty people. And when you show up, you've got some of the top doers in Detroit that I personally would have never been able to meet, probably, or it would have it would have um, uh, it would have maybe taken a lot longer to get to this individual. And once they show up in a setting of social and charity and drinking wine, and we got cigars, and it's just and everybody's loose. I mean, I, 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 I'm just, I'm still blown away by some of the people that have showed up that are like, well, like, oh, wow, and you get to meet them and they're just like us and they're cool people. And when then you, then, then it starts, Hey, Joe, great to meet you. I've always, I've, I've been wanting to meet you for a year. I know you're a busy guy, or I've been wanting to meet you for a long time. Love to grab lunch in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to have, you know, we're, I'll have my assistant follow up and they're like, oh, absolutely. Blah, blah, blah. And then there you go. That starts my top 10. So you're leveraging the brain trust of a committee that you hand select. Yes. Pick a date, put it on the calendar, yes. pick a theme, yes. golf, wine, cigars. Charity event. Charity. What's, where's the money going? Where's the money? Where are you yeah. passionate about? Love it. And you'll be surprised once it gets going, you have a couple, you know, we, we probably have four conference calls to get everybody and we, and we have stages of, of check-in and where we're at and, and guest signups. But you'll be surprised. It's fun. It's, it, it, it puts you, it's, you're in a position of giving, um, you're in a position of, of credibility and you'll be surprised at the success. Now, you know, our goal is a hundred people. Our goal is like 15 grand. Am I thinking too small? Yeah. So that's why we're saying, okay, we got to step it up going forward, you know? And so we've got this golf thing and, um, you know, that, that could raise 50 grand. Um, and we'll see on, you know, it, there's a, there's, I do them every 90 days. So my, I still like to keep them around a hundred people. So it doesn't get kind of crazy. You can get around and you can, everybody can meet everybody. Exclusivity, it, yeah. the intimacy of yeah. it, right? You yeah, want to yeah, have yeah, people. Yeah. And, and, and listen, there's, you know, don't overthink it. Just pick a cool venue. They're everywhere. And go talk to these owners of these bars, pick an off night, like on a Tuesday, tell them you're doing it for charity. They, then they throw in wine and snacks and food and, the next thing you know, or they're throwing in the room space so you have more to give. Because, you know, obviously it's not cheap to put these on, especially if you want to put to do a cool a cool venue. You got to, that's the key. You got to pick a cool venue. You got to have cool people. You got to have a cool theme. And you got to be consistent. You know, try to do do maybe two a year to start with. And, and the connections, the networking, the relationships, the friendships, um, everything that we're all striving for in our networking is, is you'll accelerate all that. It, I, it, me personally, I think it's some of the best things that you can do as an entrepreneur um, or be on the board. You don't have to spearhead it, you know, um, or, you know, just, just attend and be a part of it and see how it goes. For those of you that are interested, I would love to share how we do it. You can come to one of our events. It's ninety five bucks. <laughs> Money goes to charity. One hundred percent donation. Yeah, and, that's great. Uh, and you know, again, I would just highly, highly encourage for those of you that have been out doing stuff um, in our world and our networking. You know, do something. I mean, you're. I mean, I've seen you raise freaking lots of money, man. And I get inspired. I'm like, damn, I got to step up my game. 
So that's what it is. You want, you need to be inspired by others and that's then right. go take action. Yeah. Somebody inspired me to do the same. So and I'm just trying to leverage my, my platform, just like you're doing. We learn from each other, by the way. Doesn't so, it fill you up though at the end of the day? And yeah. when you look back after an event and you're like, oh my God, we just did this, this and that. And I know you reflect and it's amazing that, you know, the impact that you're having personally, because I've been to your events, you're just doing it at a high level. You do it as a career. I remember you told me one time, you're like, I, cause I, I think I said, Derek, I love what you're doing. I love the pivot like a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. you're like, you go, you go, Terry, I just can't believe I get to do this for a living. Yeah. You know, I get the chills because you found your, and yeah. it takes time for people to really find yeah. what, in the charity aspect of it all, we all are successful in a way where we're making money, but nothing fills you up more to put a, put a room full of people, of high powered people that are all excited about the cause. And they're just saying, where do I write the check? I, 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 I want to get behind this or I want to get behind you. Yeah. And then the business takes care of itself. Yeah. hundred percent. From that. And that's just awesome. I appreciate you saying that there were, are, and will be many challenges along our way and along our journey, because there is no training manual for the creativity no and, training wheels. and the intellectual challenges that we, we put on ourselves. So putting an event together, bringing like-minded individuals, this is not easy to do, no. right? And it, it takes time, but it takes an intentionality. And I think one of the things that you and I care about or what makes our events successful and maybe why people gravitate to us is because we include the charitable portion of what we're doing as this, you know, important aspect to gathering people and to, to having them take time out of yeah. their day. So it's not all business, but there's an opportunity to do some good. And maybe that moment is five minutes yeah. in the room or seven minutes yeah. where we make our ask. And yes. I know you put your money in just like I do. And then we encourage others to join us. Uh, but you're right. Nothing fills you more than helping people that you'll never meet yep. in the worst tragic situations of their, of their lives. Yeah. And um, it, it's it's just nice to be able to do that. And so I admire you for making yeah, no, that a, an you. important part of your, your you, business you. and event practice. You know, and I just had a thought too, just on this note, like if you, you know, as you, as if you go to a restaurant and you're sitting with your spouse and you see somebody that you've wanting to meet, you know, that's there as a business person um, or they're already a client, you know, send them a drink, send them, if they're, if you see that they're, her and her spouse are, are, are enjoying a cocktail or whatever, you get the waitress over and then buy them around. It, it goes, <clears throat> that little bit of money that you spend is game changing because they're just like in shock. They'll come over, you shake their hand. I had a situation, I was uh, courting this, he's a CEO of a very large company in the Detroit area. Um, he goes to a frequent restaurant that we go to quite a bit. And I did that same thing, <laughs> I did it. Um, it took me about another 90 days. He came over, introduced, and now I, you know, I don't, I, I, I saw, I ran him the other night, found out he's a golfer, found out he's a member at Oakland university. So am I, I've never seen him there before. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And now him and I are golfing on Friday. Now he's bringing somebody, I'm bringing somebody uh, tomorrow. And now we're going to, now that relationship ramped up because of our conversation, but it took 90 days of, of initiating. So you got to take the initiative in life and in business, and it pays dividends. Um, just always kind of, you know, it was easy for me to send them a drink. Now you're being strategic about that, right? That was you're not, strategic. You're, you're not sending drinks out to everybody that you see at no, the bar. No, that was strategic. Yeah, but it's not like uh, for you. You're doing it as a way, uh, as a gesture, if yeah. I understand you correctly, right? As, as a way of saying hi, I'm here, and I appreciate and respect that you're in the room, yeah. and I wanted to say hello, and this is my way of doing it. 
but you, you also kind of know in the back of your mind that there's opportunity for you to add value to what they're working on and cultivating a yes. relationship sometimes takes these types of gestures, whether it's sending a drink or reading about them online or inviting them to a golf outing or give me an idea of what are some well, of the so, other. So this guy, I'm not going to mention any names, um, was on my top 10 list three, four months ago. He was somebody that I wanted to make an introduction to. So he was on my top 10 to do for that week. Obviously it was three or four months ago that, that it just never happened until the other day. And then now it's, it, now we've accelerated the relationship. You got to be in the right room. You got to be at the right time and you got to be willing to make those types of gestures. Exactly. Yeah. He just happened to be on the list. So I had no choice. Yeah, he had to do it. So that's you, you consciously keep your top 10 always going. And some people might have a top 20. I like to keep it top 10. Those are high-profile people that I ultimately want to build a relationship with. And it may never turn into business. It's just I want to know them. So am I missing anything? Let's start from the top. So the, so the number one thing you said to do in terms of strategy that helps you become successful as a networker and relationship builder, number one is to have brand presence, show up at the right places. Number two, have a, a list that's identifiable and that you consistently outreach to, but not salesy. Not salesy. Number three is you recommend highly producing events, collaborating with other centers of influence, and adding a charitable component to each event to help motivate and inspire others to do good work. And the fifth one is to create unique experiences mm -hmm. right at these events, whether it's the wine, the cigar, yes. or the uh, the golf outing. I think we covered the basis. I really do. I think, and then it's rinse and repeat. Your networking events you got to go to. Uh, you know, that's how you meet people, right? I mean, that's how it all starts. The follow up, the drip, the reaching out, the consistency, the gesture. And then, man, even if you've never, the cool thing about it is I see it, it's like it's once you do the, all these, these top five things all over and over and over again, so when you finally have that event, your name has been out there. People are talking about you. Um, you know, uh, oh, and, you know, even, even you know, you and I tag team, like Tony Conge and I, we tag team. There's certain people in our, our networking inner circle that will ultimately make introductions on our behalf. Hey, have you met Derek? He's got this cool thing going on. I want to connect you to, I'll let you guys take it from here. So when people say, Hey, Terry, you know, how do I introduce you to, um, here's a, and this is, this is key. Sometimes I say, or sometimes I hear somebody's going to say, Oh, Terry, I'm going to, um, I'm going to have somebody call you. Somebody's got a, bought a building. Someone's doing a con new construction ground up. They would, you know, they want to talk to you about your services. I'm going to have them reach out to you. First of all, that never happens. The person's never going to call. Rarely, rarely, one tenth of one percent. I say, well, better yet. First of all, I appreciate you thinking of me, but but better yet, why don't you just send out a text and just connect us and just say, hey, I want to introduce you to my good friend Terry. He's got an innovative business. Maybe you two could add some value to what you're doing as far as your project, your real estate project. And then there's a text, and then I, and, you know, I just reach out immediately and say, thanks, Joe, for the connection. You know, Bob, I love you know, nice to chat with you or nice to connect with you via uh, text. I'm going to reach out to you Monday and, and we'll chat. So as far as connecting the two, you have to do it the right way. It's a, the other thing too. The best thing to do, in my opinion, is just send a text out. If I'm going to connect you with somebody, I'm going to connect you with the other person via text, and then you guys can take it from there. And I just feel like that's the, that's, that can shorten the, the window of kind of moving things along. Yeah, I, I think if I'm asking you for a legal introduction, you could send me that person's contact info but taking it a step further and actually making the introduction in a group text or in a professional formal email, I think that that 
that's a great way to bring people if together. If you refer me to somebody, it's so massive that you're in, that you, you know, your credibility now is introducing me. I know this is like basic stuff, but sometimes people miss this little baby step, which means it's everything. You know, if I refer you to somebody, I'm putting my credibility on the line. I'm validating you already. We're bypassing all the BS. Mm. Oh, if you're a friend of Derek, then we're talking. Or if you're a friend of Terry, we're talking. You know, I do it all the time. I mm. connect more people that, that I'm getting connected with. And I think you're a believer in that as well. Be a giver. Connect people without any agenda the best that you possibly can. And you got to feel comfortable. Like when you go to these, no offense, some of these networking events, and you're forced to give leads, I think that's BS because I'm not going to give somebody uh, one of my relationships or one of my clients' names, name, you know, their name. I'm not going to give it to somebody if, if I feel like that there's just no rely. I'm not going to just do that. If I don't feel that that person is going to bring value or I don't even know if I'm, I trust that person. Yeah, yet. because people are going to be asking you for that all the time, right? All I mean, in our situation, people come to us, hey, you know John or you know Sarah. Could you please introduce me? I'm like, you know respectfully her numbers office numbers on the website if you want to reach out and you know do a sales call um i i take the step further when i know somebody i trust them i like them That's, yeah i believe in what they do i see value in their service or product then i will take time and if somebody says hey would you mind introducing me absolutely it'll take me five minutes maybe less but that's a part of my practice I do every day. You know, I love it. You and I kind of run in this networking thing, and we, we're so passionate about it. But the other thing, too, is like when people come to my events, the Synergy events, <clears throat> all I'm doing is connecting people. I'm like, Bob, Joe, yeah. oh, my God, I'm so <laughs> glad you two. You guys don't know each other, but you're going to. This is why you should. And I bring yeah. them over, and then I say, you guys have at it. Enjoy. I'm out, and I'm, I'm doing it again. Yeah. You know, Or someone will come and grab me and say, Terry, this is the guy I've been trying to tell you about. He's got this thing going on. You guys need to chat. Boom. And so that's why people sometimes get down on networking. Oh, my God, it's the same old stuff. I'm not going to meet anybody. Your mindset, number one, is bad going into the thing. You want to, like when I say when I go to your event, like I know some of the people that are on your panel that I don't know very well yet. Mm -hmm. Some I do and some I don't. There's, I'm not going to say any names. But if I don't go to your event, how the heck am I going to advance the relationship? And if you see me supporting you, you are going to walk me over there yeah. for the most part. <laughs> That's right. And say, hey, Terry, you need to meet so-and-so. And then you're out. I take it from there. So it, 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 it goes both ways. But you got to get in the game. you got to play the game. you got to know how to play the game. Yeah. The game is – there is a set of rules to play the game at a high level. You know, you've built a career on it. Um, and – the other thing that's so sad, I think I see people that have no clue how to build a rapport. Oh, yeah. This is another thing. I mean, it's all part of what we're talking about. And you got to be somewhat likable <laughs> when you come up to somebody. You are the master at prepping somebody yeah. <laughs> not to blow it. Right, right. I mean, you get in someone's face. You're a small talker. I yeah, mean, yeah. It, it, it's just, I don't want to say the other thing, but, you know, like, it's just like, whoo, okay, this guy's got to get away from me. This yeah. is too much. I would never do, so you've just ruined, you know, first of all, that person's probably never going to get introduced to other, to, we're not going to introduce that person because they're doing it all wrong. They got to go through one of your boot camps to get, to get back on track. <laughs> and there is a real deficiency as I go about my way, go running my business, meeting a lot of people that 
Some people are just an absolute natural at building an instant rapport, but some people are just horrible at it. So if you have a, if you're an introvert, you know, this is something that you really need to, even though like the topic of networking seems so simple and elementary, it is not. And if you struggle with, you have to work on it. Some, sometimes it comes easier for people, you know, um, but others, if you, you know, if you want to scale and you want to grow, you are ultimately selling yourself. You know, maybe you're not selling your product yet, but if you can't sell yourself on what you do for a living and why people want to work with you, you really got to take a step back and work on that. Books, tapes, tools, workshops, learn how to speak, how to do that. Because at 19 years old, you know, I was, I think I was more, I was petrified of public speaking. And because when I got into that, um, I got to a certain point in this company that I was with, you know, they, we had to, we had to get up in front. I was scared. I, I, you know, we had to like present and some guy told me that whoever holds the marker makes all the money. I'm like, Ooh, okay. Mm. So now I, okay, I have to, if I want to make the money, I better like figure this out. And you go through that fear, but it's not that fearful. Once you do it, you're like, that wasn't that bad. We're all people. And, but it is fearful. I'm not going to, you know, standing up and talking and giving a speech is challenging. So agreed 100%. And anybody that thinks it's easy hasn't done enough of it. Correct. Or maybe tried it a few times and they're like, I just pass, you know, entirely. I, I mean, it's something that you and I consistently work on. Uh, I'm a preparer. I need to prepare in order to feel confident to deliver any kind of message. Uh, I don't love spontaneous talk. I can do it, but I much rather prefer to be prepared and to have um, a guide for what I'd like to say sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, some, sometimes it's memorized and sometimes I have a great outline. And I got to do my job to stay on task with it. Yeah. So a, as it relates to introverts, because one of the things I remind people all the time, and I know you believe this, is I, I believe for every goal we have personally or professionally, there's someone out there that can help us achieve it. Mm. And my answer is networking is what helps you get there. Mm -hmm. So you've cultivated relationships with a lot of successful people mm -hmm. in various, I would say, buckets within your career, some personal, some professional, some mentors. How would you go about as an introvert making an impression on someone important to you? You know, I, I don't know if you separate the introvert versus the extrovert. Um, is it somebody that are you asking me that, okay, if it's an introvert, you're asking me, uh, how do you, how should they make an impression? Is it somebody that they don't know or is it somebody that they already do know? Let's say they don't know them and, and they have them on their top 10 list okay. like you have before, right? And they're a little hesitant and maybe they don't have the confidence to go out and do what you do on a day-to-day. -day. What what kind of advice would you provide? So, you know, it goes back to you got to get to where the people are at. Um, if it's somebody that you just want to reach out, you know, social is always a good place to start. You know, when you, when you reach out to somebody on their Facebook or on their LinkedIn, you know, it's always just say, Hey, just, you know, I've, I've been, I've, I've seen your stuff. I really enjoy it. I've been consuming it. Um, I'm in a similar business, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of in growth mode. Um, love the opportunity just to, you know, spend five or 10 minutes with you, either coffee or, or phone call, whatever's easier, uh, just to pick your brain. And, you know, what I found by doing that, even, even, you know, as I still network and, and, and reach out to people, you know, people, when it happens to me, I enjoy giving back. And a lot of people, you'll be surprised, even though maybe it's a little fearful for reaching out, um, will respond in a positive way. As long as you're not trying to sell them something and be rude. 
on their social media, like, hey, man, let's get a hop on a call. Like, like oh, who the hell are you? You're right, it's right. not going to happen, yeah. right? I mean, it just takes time. And you might have to send that person. If he sees you're persistent with him and then the message stays similar, that you really just want to ask a few questions because maybe maybe you got stuck in something and you want to just maybe get an opinion or how he did this specific thing to get to this level in his business. Um, people love that. People want to share. People want to give back. So that would be like on the social thing. The other thing I would say is, you know, I know some t- introverts are fearful of going into rooms, but I think you, there's a lot of successful introverts out there. Either you, either you get really good at building an online following in your basement or in your back in your room that you don't have to go out and you're just, you built this brand. But to me, I don't know how to, I, I'm not like that. I don't know how that would work. Um, you have to fit, you have to go to events and, you know, pick, Groups that you like, that you when you go there, there's people that are going to be similar to what you're doing. You'll find people that have similar personalities. And then when you go there, you might find somebody that you know and respect that, that maybe that person can walk you over to different people and ultimately make introductions. Because if you fear you don't have the ability to go up to somebody, you know, you got to work on that muscle. But also, if somebody that you know there that you've already built a relationship with that you're comfortable with, that person will then take you, tell them what you're trying to do. You want to meet a few different people. You, you don't. You have a little bit of an issue going up to people directly. Maybe that person will walk you up and make the introduction, and then you can start this conversation, right? And then that conversation, you know, you got to work on. You can't just blab. You know, there's there's things you want to say and not to say during that during that engagement. Give me an example of what not to say in a conversation that, with a new contact. You know, hey, Derek, man, I, you know, I've been, I've been, I'd love to uh, just pick your brain. Do you got a minute? You know, like, you mean, like, you know, can I talk to you right now or something like that? Like, you are now, it's usually not the time or the place because you're obviously, let's say you're going to be speaking at the event. You don't have time to like take this guy and go sit down and, you know, I, just come up and say, Derek, I love what you're doing. Love to exchange contact information or I already, I mean, if I already have your, I'm going to reach out to you via LinkedIn and, um, you know, love to get, love to, you know, just pick your brain in the next, you know, maybe next month or next couple of weeks. Um, you know, would you be able to give me five minutes or something like that? Just, just, just to show some assertiveness, you know, but then the guy probably won't remember you and it's going to go into your top 10. And then that, that's where you're going to have to start reaching out to that person, adding value you know, sending some consistent messages. And then maybe when you see him at the next event next month, you're going to be like, oh my God, there's that guy again. I mean, you know, it's going to be an easier and he's going to remember you and he's going to appreciate all the, even though he never responded to you, don't ever take it personally. Right. I, and when you go to the event, you're there, boom, it's magic. Finally, you know, now he's ready to engage and hey, let's, let's grab that coffee or let's grab that breakfast. Not the steps don't, the step one through five never change. It's just how do you, it's a, it's a, for through. you, it's a rinse and repeat model. If you're at an event and like you, you shake hands, like me, we shake hands with a lot of people. How do you remember who to follow up with after the event? Well, the exchange on the, um, usually the, the, the contact information I usually will get fairly quickly. So you'll, you'll ask them for their cell or email or business card, or, and then all of a sudden you wake up the next day and you have five or six of them or 10 of them in your pocket. Yeah, as I talk to people, we have a good conversation. A lot of times, I don't even carry business cards really anymore. You know, if I just feel like there's a good, you know, hey, we really both want to follow up, then we'll, I'll just basically grab their contact information. Um, and then I'll send them, I'll grab theirs, put it in my 
thing, and then I'll, I'll you know, and then there's an app that you can scan and just you grab it really quick and send your contact information. Boom, there, there's a lead now. Now you know, but you got to follow up in the next day or two and just say, hey, it was great to meet you at that event, and um, love to connect and stay in touch. Maybe next couple of weeks we'll uh, we'll get together for coffee. You know, that's kind of how I would. So keep it simple and just exchange your contact information on the spot. What do you do when you're at an event? Let's say there's like 500 people in the room. Do you have a plan before you walk into that room or is it just establishing brand presence, saying hello to familiar faces? How do you go about navigating a room of 500 people? Yeah. First of all, I know I'm not going to get to 500 people. I'm going to be looking for the people that are putting the event on. I want to get to them and meet them and build a relationship, you know, with them. Um, yeah, I don't really try to set a goal to work the whole entire room. I think that's almost overwhelming and impossible. I don't know how you would do it. I mean, personally, I'm looking for maybe 10, 10 good, solid contacts, lead relationships, people that are sim- in my similar industry, people that I've identified that are doing things that I'm going to be able to bring value to um, immediately. You know, I'm not t- trying to solicit them on something completely out of their realm. And then, uh, you know, I think if, if you can, you know, out of 500 people, if you can get, I think, 10 solid relationships would be, would be a great goal. And then, you know, eventually, you know, you're doing business with two or three of them. So you can take a room of 500, condense it down to 10, and then you hope to get a couple deals or opportunities out of two or three of them. Exactly. Yeah. 10 seems like a lot. Well, it's a lot of conversations. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. But, no, 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 no. But I'm saying like 10, it is a lot of conversations, but it can be done before the thing even gets kicked off. I, you know, get to the event somewhat early. I think you could do most of your networking like in the beginning when everyone's giddy and you're meeting people and you're getting introduced. You know, I, I, what I've always found that I'm typically getting introduced by other people that already know me, trust me, have done business with me. They walk me right over and I'll even walk up to somebody like, I'll say, Derek, um, do you know that person over there? And you're like, yeah, it's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I have lunch with him every week. Probably a true story. I mean, <laughs> I know, like, would you mind just, can you make me, can you just give me a quick introduction? And you're like, sure. And you, you'll walk me over there. And that's one. Boom. Right. And then usually if I'm talking to somebody with a center of influence, guess what? He's already talking to two or three people around him that I get to meet the two or three people because he's already connected. And if you've introduced me to that guy, I'm already in. Because you're like, because the other three guys probably know you as well and that guy. So you can expand and get to your 10 quick. I mean, you can get to 20, 30 people in just before the event even starts. If you're focused and, in, and if you have a plan, you can't just wing it. But I would say that would be the best and easiest thing to do is grab people that already know somebody and then you get introduced and then they know people and then you're getting introduced. And that, that I'm just speaking specifically about your event coming up because yeah, your yeah. events are are at the, you know, there's so many people in that lobby just kind of getting there and, and, and they're there to talk. They're there to meet. They're, they're there also to meet and grow their brand and their network. And they want to meet cool people and people that got stuff going on as well. So it's really not that difficult to get out, to walk out with 10 quality business owners that you never would have met otherwise. Yeah, no, I, I love the reminder to get there early. I tell people all the time, if you're in a, a new market, a new industry, a new organization that you just signed up for, show up early to the event, greet people as they walk in, help you establish some confidence, maybe the organizers there that you can 
just stand next to them, right? And welcome people as they as they walk into the room. I think that that's a that's a very good strategy as well. Any advice that you got along the way? I know you mentioned reading the right books, the tapes, which is uh, obviously what we used to do in the '80s and '90s. But any um, particular advice that you received from a mentor that stands out that helped you develop into what you are today? No, I just I just feel like don't don't be afraid to ask for help. We all get stuck in our businesses. So number one, you know, feel free to you know, reach out to other people that are successful and that that can help you. I, I would say, um, you know, always be, you know, knowledge is power, man. And, 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 and um, so, you know, always be reading. I try to read. I, I'm not a, I, I, I don't read a ton. I mean, I, I'm usually, you know, one, one book a month. I try to be on audio books. I have a hard time just reading. I fall asleep, which is a great way to put me out at night. And I'll read five pages. I'm like, so I find like, you know, if I'm doing my workout, I will, uh, I'll listen to an audio uh, book and that I'm getting fresh feed or I'm just watching, a, I'm listening to a podcast. You know, those, those are the, I try to do at least um, an hour or half hour of some, something that either in the morning or at night, or if I'm going to walk, you know, I'm trying to like fuel myself with information, whether it's health, whether it's finances, whether it's taxes, just because I'm in the business, I have to stay on the cutting edge of tax credits and refunds and stuff like that. There's all these programs. Um, so yeah, I think that, I think those are, I think those are, uh, you know, some things that have helped me uh, along the way. What advice might you have for the next generation of leaders? Well, like I just said, I think, um, as you're up and coming, man, like, don't be afraid to reach out to other people for help. I think that's the big one. You know, make sure you surround yourself, get into networking groups. I will say this, you can't do it alone. I mean, that's probably one of my biggest, a lot of these, lot of these younger people, including my son, they're like these solo, you know, preneurs or they're, they're looking to, maybe they're a little bit more introverted. They don't, they're not old school networkers like you and I are, you know? Um, so they have to get, they have to figure that out, but you can't do it alone. So I, I would really highly recommend, you know, uh, knowledge, networking, reading, getting involved in some sort of group that can hold you accountable for what you want to achieve. Cause you, you, just, you know, I, yeah, you can't do it alone, man. That's just, that's, just, that's the reality of where we're at. You need we, help. You, you need Even it. at every level. Yeah. Every stage in life, you need help. You need, you need to get to that next level. And personally or professionally, right? There's, it's, it's just all at, at every stage. We need people to help us get where we need to be. And without the ability to cultivate relationships, you're kind of on an Island. Yeah. And it, it's, it's kind of a terrible way to live. Yeah. No way, you know, you're going to get stuck and you're going to be, uh, yeah, you're going to just, uh, you're not going to be able to accelerate or expedite your growth by just twiddling your thumbs and not learning and getting out there and meeting new people and scaling and all that good stuff, you know, all kind of is intertwined. Great stuff, man. Well, I, I appreciate the, the conversation today and, uh, I, I hope that you have as well. This has been a, a truly enjoyable conversation with a friend of mine, Terry Judge, who has become really masterful at building relationships, not only in business and his personal life, but also helping to give back to the community, creating experiences for his clients, his centers of influence and his friends, really. I mean, everybody that you work with is a friend and everybody that's a friend, you kind of work with them in some capacity or you help them out and, uh, or you um, leverage each other's platforms to yes. grow and, and, and to share in support of others. I admire that. And I, I hope you've been able to enjoy a little bit of this conversation on the Power Connector podcast. I'm Derek Dickow. We'll see you soon. Appreciate Terry Judge being on the program today. Thank you, Terry. 
Thanks, Derek. And uh, we'll, we'll see you soon and appreciate you joining us. Yeah, you can download this wherever you get your podcasts and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.